Bro, uh, I love your uh, skinhead joke. My skinhead joke. Yeah, your skinhead oh, joke. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Hell yeah! Don't give it away now, cause that's uh, that's like almost my is, closer. <laughs> is it? Oh, it's working right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a. I mean, so you're working like, not. so you're we still working on it, it, right? Nah, it's finished. It's finished. But we could we could talk about it. It's we could talk about struggling. it, right? I, I don't want to like, cause I, I don't know how many people like. I know I don't know how many people will watch this, but I don't want to mess up the joke for you. Nah, nah, we can talk about it. All right, <laughs> okay. uh, I want to. I want to butcher it. I want to butcher it. So, but I want you like go through what the skinhead joke is, cause you know that people just turn on the video, and I'm just saying, I love your skinhead joke. All right, so if you're watching this, the skinhead joke is actually a foreskin joke. And it's pretty much uh, me going on stage and I get I try to get real serious with the crowd, try to change my energy. And I'm just like, yeah, um, if I could speak to one white supremacist, the leader of the white supremacy, I don't know who it is. I don't know in Texas. I just wanted to let them know that the uncircumcised people in El Salvador are the real skinheads. And then it gives me a, a, an excuse to yell out skinheads. And then if white people are there, I try to like, and I do this for my own entertainment. I try to see uh, which white person is like low key trying to throw a fist up or something. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Uh, look, man, the reason I brought the, the reason like when we jump right into this and I asked you, that's the first thing that I said was because, you know, like uh, when I play football uh, and we try to make our highlight tape, you know, of all the plays we made and try like this for college coaches to see it. They say, look, look, they say, look, man, like call like these coaches are only going to watch like the first uh, first three clips or the first 10 seconds. So your first the first thing you put on there better be like better be interesting. Fire, some, so, some fire. So, some yeah, so like that's why I went out, like as I went like to start this podcast, I was like, you know, the, like whether it's half an hour, or an hour long, like people need something to, to watch. I was like, skin, like skinhead joke. Oh, skinhead! Like let's watch the rest of this, see how it goes, bro. <laughs> I get it, man. I get. It. I think uh, the beginning of the podcast should always be something. Something exciting, something climatic, climatic, you know what I mean? Something that's uh, climactic, yeah, yeah, climatic, yeah, something that's reaching like full peak. So it's not a bad way to start a podcast. I, I, I like that strategy. So, um, you want to talk up? about how the first time I met you, the first time I met you, oh, yeah, uh, we should, we should get, get let's fucking just fucking break it we down. Might as well. Let me. Like, we didn't meet, uh, we just had a run in and like. Uh, yeah, let's just say we had an interaction then, but we met later on, like officially. Yeah. Uh, so, put the first, you want to tell? You want to tell it? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell it. Let me tell my side of it. Uh, so I'm at Ruds, right? I'm at Rudyard's. It's just a Monday open mic at uh Gua, I believe. Uh, you just gotta Google it. They have an open mic there. You gotta sign up for email, and I'm doing my spot. 
I'm always nervous that shit before I do comedy. I feel like I have to take a shit the whole time, right? So I was try to shit before. If you if you see me like pacing around and then you're like, man, where the fuck is Enrique? I'm probably trying to go take a shit somewhere. Probably downstairs. I, I like to be super private, bro. I can't even shit in front of people. If, if people are in the room while I'm in the stall, I can't shit, dude. And I remember shoes and shit just to know who was there, who, you know, I hold a vendetta against it. So anyways, I'm done. I'm done taking the shit. And I'm like going on stage and they call my name, Enrique Chacon. And I start off and uh, this is not anything canon or any anything I have copyrighted, but I like to start off my set by saying, what's up motherfuckers? Because the first three seconds are the, are the you know, it's, it's what's gonna captivate people, what's gonna get them, right? So I start doing my set and I feel like I'm, I'm doing good. I, my jokes start popping. You know, I start doing a little crowd work. It's, it's, it feels natural, doesn't feel too forced. So I get right into it. And then uh, I'm doing really good now. And then uh, out of nowhere, I, I do a little bit more crowd work before I go into, I think, I forget what joke I was trying to do, but it was gonna, the crowd work was gonna help me go into a uh, past joke to that joke. You were pointing out uh, any Salvadorans and uh, anyone ever been to El Salvador? And I think that's where I clapped. And you pointed, and I'm sitting like in the back at the bar because in Red Yards, there's a, bo- and there's uh, a bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, said, and you, and you like said, this this white man right here. This white man right here. And then, because uh, you are pale as shit, dude. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You are fucking pale. With it's, it's cool, man. There's a lot of pale Salvadorans out there. A lot of Salvadorans look like goat milk and shit. So... Uh, I and then you, because you were drunk, and I feel you, man. I, I'm like two, three shots. I was in. sober. I was sober, completely sober. Okay, so you were emotional, which is <laughs> fine. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are single childs and shit. And then you, you in the corner, you were just like, "Hey, hey, bitch!" And you know, as a comic, you're on stage. You immediately like want to boss out like what you say motherfucker hey fuck you or something like oh hey hey suck my dick i think i told you to suck my dick and i don't know i think i think i said something because my first my first instinct was never whenever i'm talking shit to somebody in the audience re recently i I stopped doing it which i regret i regret and and i told you why something happened to me yesterday but um afterwards you know i ended up finishing my set whatever ended up strong which is fine afterwards i approached you and i was like hey there's no beef there's no smoke you know what i'm saying and then you you were like yeah i wasn't trying to do you told me you weren't trying to do anything and i was like cool i'm not trying to do anything either nobody has to die shit i want to die you want to die you know let's just be chill let's, it's just all it's all cool right i think I think that was the first night I ever uh, like. That was my first open mic ever. First time I ever hit the stage. Uh, I was hitting the stage later that night, you know, because I was and because I was the new guy. I was one of the last guys on. But like my side of the story is, you went on. You were doing your you you were doing your shit. Uh, then you started pointing out, you know, and I I take offense to it because um, I'm half Mexican, half Salvadorian, so I'm full I'm full full Latino. I think the whitest person in my family would be my grandmother, who had like. She was Mexican. She had, but she was like those pale skin, green eyed Mexicans with light hair, light brown yeah, hair. Yeah, you know, like I don't know why how I turned out so. I, I'm not really that pale. Uh, I don't know what it was. The lighting. I'm not really that pale. Uh, 
I have shitty lighting. That's what I looked right there. But bro, give me like shit, bro. <laughs> give me give me like give me like a day to work out a, a day of working outside at twelve o'clock and I'll I'll be I'll be good. But oh yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't need I, to go to Canada. I, I, I brown easily, but the thing that what I remember is how how I remember is uh as soon as you say uh this white dude over here, I got I got offended, but not offending like uh, I'm gonna I'm walk out offended, but I got offended like I'm gonna reply. And I, I'm sorry, I did not know you were like uh that I I was I, I could have fucked your setup this way uh but I was I was like I'm solid doing too but in my mind in my head this was all going slow but it was going fast I was like I'm Salvadorian too bitch uh and I said it loud and I, someone in the audience says whoa look back because they they thought some shit was about to go down uh, yeah yeah how but like it like here's how like it felt slow as in. I'm Salvadorian too, but then I was like, I can't back out. Like as as soon as I said I'm Salvadorian too, I was like, I can't back out of this. Cause what am I gonna say? I'm Salvadorian too, sir. And then I'm gonna sound like a bitch. I was I was I was literally about to say I'm Salvadorian too, sir. Uh, but then I sound even whiter than 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 you pointed me out to be. So I was like, ah fuck. I'm Salvadorian too. Bitch, oh bitch, shit. Then I was like, bitch on somebody. Yeah. I, I but, said bitch hard. I, I said I went like young boy, bitch. Bitch. Uh, I, I dropped Woo. the B so both so hard, and I was like, oh fuck. I was like, I have to shake hands with this dude after or he's gonna stab me in the parking lot. I was uh that's, see, that's so the... that's why like after you got off, I was like, oh right, man, I'm <laughs> like I'm sorry. I, I didn't go into detail, but I was like, I mean, I just dapped you up and like uh, like I'm sorry, yeah, I don't like yeah, I gotta yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't tripping either, you know what I mean? But, so you know what? Something similar happened to me the other day. I, I drank maybe about four shots of fucking whiskey after. I was so mad, dude. I was so mad. So yesterday I got off of work because every comedy has a side job. So I got off of work, work at Cat's Deli, uh, which is a Jewish restaurant. It's real popular here. I like what you said. School. I like what you said that, that uh, every comic, like comic, then your side job is that, is that like most people, like most people have, they have that mindset that their comedy is their side job and they're, they're yeah, and their this nine to five what, is the regular job. This is what the fuck I do. So, anyways, right? I got off, I got off, and uh, I decided to hit Darwin's Pub, right? Which is a bar uh, that's at man, where the fuck is Darwin's Pub? Anyways, Darwin's Pub. It's at Washington and the Heights, and area in Houston. So you have to Google it. It's an open mic on Wednesday. By that time, it was over, though. It was like 1.30 a.m. I pull up right in my Toyota Corolla 2009. I get down. I'm jamming to Nirvana and shit. I'm like, yeah, I just got a long-ass day at work. I just want to grab a beer. But the comedy gods were on my side that day and yesterday. And uh, the bartender's birthday bartender. Uh, and then Johannes, which is the second bartender, was like, yo, Enrique, go on stage. Go on stage. So I go on stage. I'm like, for real? Like, the open mic is over. There's not even a fucking host here or anything. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go on stage. This is my chance. I'm going to go work oh. some shit out. So I go on stage, right? It's like 1.35 a.m. God damn. I'm fucking... I just start talking shit because I only have, like, three people in the audience. I, the more shit I talk, the more people start sitting down. So eight minutes into my set, I think I had, like, maybe fucking... Uh, 12, 10, 12 people, right? And then I wasn't, I wasn't gonna get any more than that, especially so late during the night, right? And I'm doing fucking good. 
I bust out the fucking uh, Vagicel joke that I'm working on, working on this uh, joke that where Hispanic people take holistic medicines too far, you know what I mean? Because everybody knows Vic's vapor, but one time I caught head funguses and my mom gave me Vagicel instead of a real fungal cream, right? And then that I worked out that joke. It's a whole story. And uh, afterwards, I did my foreskin material because you only saw only the, the beginning of this episode was only one part. I called my foreskin material the foreskin trifecta. So I have three uh, three versions of the foreskin joke. Anyways, just like just like uh, I did to you, there was these two white girls in the audience, and I thought they were white, dude. They had blonde hair. I'm sorry, these bitches were pale, dude. Like they were anorexic or they had pneumonia. I Bro, was- you gotta you gotta stop assuming some sometimes, man. I know, man. I know, but fuck. We seen we seen Cameron Diaz, blonde hair, blue eyes. You guys can't assume no more. Why? Why does this bitch gotta have uh, blonde hair? <laughs> anyways, look. Anyways, so um, Shakira I, no, wanna be like the. I'm like fifteen some minutes into this impromptu set that I didn't plan on doing, and I, I'm I'm fucking ending on a strong ass note. I'm talking about I have these motherfuckers off their chair laughing, dude. And I'm like looking at it like, dang, I can't believe this set actually went that well. And then this fucking blonde bitch yells, don't stop. Do another one. And uh, in my head, I'm like, nah, I definitely have to stop, right? This is I this is the peak. This it's just gonna go downhill from here. And it went downhill from there, bro. Because I I have this pupusa pussy joke that I like, and it pretty much describes a pupusa as a pussy and why, you know? So the beginning of the joke goes good. And then this, the last punchline of the joke falls flat, dude, because these women are tensed up, right? And then I, um, what I didn't like is that I called both of these girls, I, I called them out the two white ladies in the room, whatever. A pupusa is kind of like a pussy because, and then uh, the white lady on the left-hand side, she was just like, oh, I am not white, oh my God. And then she said that shit so loud, dude. It started, it fucked up my whole set. She, like, she moved from the front to, like, the back of the couch was just, like, two seats away. And she and she was just like, I don't like when people, I don't like when comics talk to the crowd. Just do your thing. Just do your thing. And I'm like, man, bitch, what get, what do you, why do you think? You're trying you to be my boss right to, now. If you the whitest shit my, ever. Yeah, if you, you acting, you don't want to be white, but you have blonde hair, you sure acting white. And you want a boss or minority around this fucking bitch right here? So anyways, I crashed and burned my set because I went off on this bitch. Got off on the mic. Like, that's been my time in Rika Comedy. And the fact that I couldn't kill that night and had a perfect set made me mad because now I have this black... It's kind of like you're winning a 12-round fight. And at the end of the 12th round, the guy you're fighting uh, gets a knockdown on you. You fucking... Uh, you get knocked down. You get up at eight seconds and you still win, dude. But Chavis, everybody's gonna Chavis be like, Taylor. dude, everybody's gonna be like, oh shit, bro, you fucking, he almost got you though, dude. He almost got you. Next round, you would have lost. Like, man, bro, drove back home, fucking pissed off. And same thing, cause I thought that you were white. I thought that she was white, but it ended up being one of those bitches who's like, I don't know, from the Middle East or from Asia with blonde hair. 
the fact you know why I didn't know she had a mask on because the nose would give it away sometimes. You know the nose, oh. like the facial features would give it away sometimes. But she had she had different facial features than a white woman because Houston is such a diverse melting. Every everybody wants to say that it's a fucking melting pot, right? So whenever these people tell me that shit, I'm like, yeah, if it's a melting pot, then race is a big fucking issue. Uh, not not in a bad sense, but it's a big, it's it's a big divider, man. We have neighborhoods based on race. As much as people don't want to acknowledge, is I think race. Uh, if you know somebody, if you know somebody's roots and you know where they're coming from, I think you can relate to them better if you know how to talk to them individually. Don't I mean? What do you think about that shit? I feel you, man. I feel you, going And like I hate to, um, because I'm because I'm starting. Cause I'm just starting off. I hate to give uh, like dudes who, who know what they're doing advice. Cause you've obviously, you obviously been, been, been in the game longer than I have, but you know, I study, I study comedy, like, uh, like, like it's like, it's football film, you know, like I'm in the room, I'm watching like my favorite cons, Patrice O'Neill, Greg Giraldo. All right. Bernie Mac, uh, George Carlin. All right. Let me put some old school shit. Richard Pryor, Red Fox. All right. Uh, and that's, and I'm studying it like film. I was like, what the fuck? Can how can how can I be, not that but like that? How can I I can be me doing that? Like that's what I'm trying to dissect. Now, I like and I like to break it break it down like film. Like I try to do crowd work as well. Um, now, uh, I I've been doing open mics at the uh, at the third floor cantina in Bryan, Texas. It's like 50 minutes from where I live. So I go I drive all the way up to Bryan. That same night I've drive, I'm driving all the way back. Uh, uh, last Tuesday, not this past Tuesday. This past Tuesday, I bombed because they made. I was the last comic up. Everyone was doing eight minutes. There was twenty of us, and by the time like, but the week before that, I I did five minutes. Um, I'm not gonna say I did great, but I felt satisfied with how I how I how was how I was uh doing my comedy. Like, cause like I like I talked about this before. Like my brain is a wheel, uh, and it kept spinning. That that Tuesday that that past Tuesday night it kept spinning it kept spinning like I was talking to the crowd you know I was roast roasting the audience who needed to be roasted uh, uh like I was a uh, like I'm not gonna say I killed but I inside I felt like I killed I, I felt like I was the funniest I could be, I could be that night this past Tuesday that that just happened I was like I had a headache by the time I went on because I was just so waiting my turn I was anticipating everyone was doing eight minutes. Everyone was like t- taking their time. I was like fr- frustrated, and I'm the last guy up, and my wheel couldn't get spinning. I tried to do some crowd work, you know, and like my wheel just got stuck. Uh, I've I've definitely done worse, but this this time I I just couldn't get get it on. I just couldn't get it going, Bro, and like my wheel, uh, yeah. and my wheel started spinning. Like like I was talking about, uh, well, like I, I pointed to these these four guys sitting in the front. I was like. Uh, for for y'all 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 friend group and this good dude try trying to be funny. It was like um nah we're all uh gay. He's trying like I know he, like he's not trying to be funny and I fu- uh, and like I missed an opportunity because this morning this morning I realized what I could have said like there's four guys one one says we're all gay and like I I the normal me processing this normally would have said all right so which one of y'all gets the train? That's what I would have said on the spot if that was the, that was my my wheel was spinning but my wheel wasn't spinning 
and I fucked it, and I fu- missed that opportunity. So I totally understand what you're saying, bro. We, we have uh, two similar situations. I think when you mean the wheel wasn't spinning to, to the people listening, I think whenever you say the wheel wasn't spinning, it, it's like a mad, it's like a being in a state. It's like a state, uh, it's like a state of meditation almost. You're in a state where no matter what anybody tells you at that moment, you're so comfortable and so loose with your own bullshit, AKA your humor, that you'll be able to dish something out no matter the circumstances. You call somebody, they say some shit, you have even better comeback, you're on it, your your brain is firing, dude, everything is firing, you know, that's whenever the wheel is spinning. Um, for those, your situation is like, being last on the list, it's always rough, and everybody goes through that shit where they're like, man, fuck, dude, I, I, I hate that I have to take these graveyard shifts, you know what I'm saying? I got a, Before I, I got get... A, I got a solution that's, that's not foolproof, but I I tell I tell myself, bro, like I study Patrice O'Neill. I was like, what would he do in this situation? I, and what well, first thing that came to my mind, and I, I I'm a I'm a and I'm gonna try this next time. I, I tell the guy, because look, when I when I signed up both times at I signed sign up is at 8 p.m. I'm the first guy in the building. The door unlocks, I walk in, I'm the first guy in the building, I, I put my name down first, and they put me last. And this time, next, next time. That happens, I'm gonna tell look, bro. You put me in the bottom three of this list. I'm gonna talk shit to every guy after after he gets off. I'm not gonna heckle. I'm not gonna be, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make everybody cry as soon as they get off or before they get on. Because if you're not, if I'm doing the graveyard show, then I'm a, I'm gonna exercise my funny muscles another type of way, and I'm gonna make sure y'all feel it. And it's also a matter of, I mean, I feel you, bro. So you're pretty much going all school shooting out <laughs> at the end of you, at the end of your set. <laughs> Which it's, bro, I've I done the same shit, man. I, I got him bumped. I remember the first year I did comedy because I'm, I'm on year three right now. Year like, three. Oh, this dude, the dude, first time like, you get bumped. You know what I think? Uh, especially if you have a heck. Because I had a heckler in the audience, right? The reason I didn't go off on this fucking heckler and give her my time of day is because I knew it was going to turn the rest of the audience off, man. But now that I think about it, if I knew already, bro, when I pulled out the pupusa joke, even when I started saying it, I knew it wasn't going to work, dude. I knew it wasn't going to work because I saw them tense up already. I, and I read on that, but I was like, fuck it. I want to practice this joke. I just want to see if it could top my fucking closer. Because I've been using that Papusa joke to close a few times, and it's actually worked out, you know? But it didn't that night, man. And at the end of the day, it's like, fuck it. They didn't fuck with me, which is cool. At the end, I know that I still got them, though. On to the next set, man. I want to do my next set ASAP. Do you do you do this do, when when like you feel a joke doesn't work? Do you like change not don't not change the joke, but like change like like the word the wording or the timing to to see if it if it gets better? If I see a joke doesn't work, depending, I I base it on two things: either it was me and my delivery that night, or uh, the joke is confusing. I guess the third thing would be um, 
how am I how am I using it? Am I using it at the right time? Did I already use my strongest joke and then I'm using this one, which was kind of what I did yesterday, right? Whenever a joke is not working, but this is what you gotta ask yourself. Has it worked before? I'm talking about if you've done like 30, 40, 50 mics and you've done this joke and it and it's worked out, that means the joke, you know, the joke has something. It it works. But say you say one time with a crowd full of feminists and it's a fucking pussy joke or something, of course you're gonna fucking bomb, man. Of course. But I think like I, I like Patrice O'Neill and I and I watch his clips all the time, bro. Like and Bernie <laughs> Mac too, dude. I watch his shit. I'm literally driving away. I'm watching his shit. I'm hearing his shit. I love his fucking cadence and his persona of not giving a fuck so much. So I think I would pull up a tree and I should have crashed and burned yesterday. And it would have made me, I would have been happier with myself afterwards because I would have told that fucking racially ambiguous hoe everything that I had to say about her and why she wants to take her high horse stance but has blonde hair Right and highlights. And how, how are you gonna try to not be white? But look white, dude. I mean, it doesn't make fucking sense to me. Like I should have, I should have told her everything that I had that day. Like everything that I was thinking in the back of my mind should have been like fuck my joke, dude. Right by that time, fuck my jokes. It's like you said, fuck my jokes. Whatever you're thinking at that moment, your opinion on the situation and how awkward it is, you bring towards that mic. Like I said, like you know how I said, like I'm a I'm a shit talk to the uh, to the guy to the comedians after they get off or before they get on. Yeah. So I I said I'm gonna do that to exercise my funny muscles, and I think that's what we got to start doing. The way you know, like the co- you know the growing up, the comedy scene in New York was the shit, and like the comics were like ruthless because you know they they basically roast each other. So like you know you and me are are you me like two other comics are having like 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 dinner at a table like before like we're getting ready for a show and we just like bashing each other like so we're just bashing each other having 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 jokes and like if i call you a lesbian if you call me a, like a or or a lesbian looking motherfucker or some shit and you come back me with like a a a, a burn uh, that uh, like a bashing that's just as just as bad by the time we get like like bro six months of that by the time we uh we go on stage like a, a heckler won't have shit on us hell no i feel man you should once you get the once you like get even more even tighter with the houston scene you're gonna see that houston is one of the most savage fucking scenes out here bro i'm talking about you gotta go to the monday mics when all the Monday mics, the Tuesday mics, the Wednesday mics, bro. I'm gonna be at I'm gonna be at Liberty Station this Sunday, bro. I'm, for it. I'm gonna be hosting that shit. So uh, yeah, ah, yeah, that's that's, that's that's one of my rooms. So, uh, man, once you're out in the scene, dude, and and you, and then uh, these comics start accepting you. And you start getting into some of these circles, bro. It, it becomes savage sometimes, man. I'm telling you, bro. People people say that the Houston comedy scene is dead. Uh, we just had Sunday. Damn, we just no, went. To, we fuck? just went to a no. We just who went to had a, You just had a show. Bro, people in L. A. L. A. New York, yeah, but bro, we just had they, a show. 
dude, fuck LA comics, dog. Any LA comics. We just had a we just had a show at a fucking barbershop. This shit ain't dead. It might be on life support, but this shit ain't dead. We're still we're still trying. It ain't on life support, bro. What the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> bro, God, fuck yeah. all these LA comics. Like fuck the bro, your comics, the bro. Last, Houston's the, over everybody. The last, the last motherfucker to represent Houston internationally was was Bill Hicks, who was a fucking genius. Like, I think that's where it like started going. You know, uh, you ever seen that special Sane Man by Bill Hicks? Uh no, I have not. I, oh, you gotta I, check I don't fuck. I don't fuck with Bill Hicks like that. I like the, I like his his political stances and I like how he breaks down uh, the world and his perspective. But I don't fuck with him like that. You know what I'm saying? But now, nah, but continue, please. I, f- I fuck with him because d- dude is uh, fucking amazing. He was ahead of his time. It, it, everything he would, you know, when he was coming up in the eighties, he was he was riding with Sam Kinison, and they were doing Love Sam Kinison, Houston and Austin, and just the one two, and that's how they they became world famous. But you know the laugh stop, uh, where he laugh stop where he shot West his, Gray uh, Street, yeah. That shit, fucking. I tried looking for it. That shit, fucking. It's a laugh stop is now a driving school. That's what I. That's what I looked it up. So people, so people, how are people supposed to like focus on the scene in Houston that we could be just as ruthless as New York? We could just be just as witty as LA, bro. and but not take over shit like they do. Like we, all bro, the comics. The future. Look, let me let me tell you, bro. The future is Houston, bro. I'm telling you. Look at the three years, four years ago. The secret group, well, actually, it's more like six years ago. The secret group opened up, right? The Houston comedy scene was real stale for a while, like mostly bar shows, right? And then whenever the secret group opened up, I'm talking about shit started changing. Shit started shaping up for Houston. You have this new comedy club that's given all these young comics a chance to gather and to hone their skills. And pretty much the best of the best get opportunities. And even if you're not one of the best of the best, some of the uh, hardest working comedians also get opportunities, man. Depends on how hard you hustle, G. So all these podcasts are now coming down to Houston, especially 2019, bro. All these podcasts are coming down to Houston and doing their shit, man. And I'm talking about I was watching uh, headliners from all over the place every Friday, dude like for free so i was like i was pretty much getting like a free college course in comedy every friday i'll just come through pull up yeah i'm not in the show because i'm new but i would like pick something up from that, that comedian you know and and i put it in my weaponry right so i'm telling you the houston scene is 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 where it's at man uh shit is picking up shows never stop here during quarantine dude i did shows like crab boils i'm talking about uh, you did shows in backyards, and then even in some, we were the first ones to open in some venues, man. L.A. right now could suck a, could suck a dick, dude, because they're shut down. I like L.A., whatever. I like L.A. comedians. I like some of their podcasts out there, but uh, I get a- real, I get real emotional whenever people, uh, people are like, "Yeah, Houston is in the back burner." I'm like, "Hell no, dude! I've seen too much in these three years." To tell me that Houston's in the back burner, man. All we need is this new generation of comedians to come up a little bit more. And bro, 
we should we're gonna elevate this scene is being elevated as we're speaking we're living through a renaissance dog of comedy in houston that whatever that laugh stop energy was that shit has manifested itself again bro again you, you can't destroy energy bro you just convert it or it converts into something else and this something else is the generation of comics that are fucking kicking right now Here's here like here's what we got to do, bro. We got to like you, you're the uh, people moving to Austin to do uh, comics from LA coming to Austin now to do you know to do their, all their shit, all their podcasts, their shows, comedy. Like we gotta we gotta hit up Austin and like be there as the shit spikes up is on the uprise because because tech like Houston we've all we've all been in the uprise and w- what else we got to do is you know. We, you know, we got to get like a team of uh, a, t- a team of best. Like that's how that's how like p- all these other places became famous. You know, all of these Houston comics, like four or five guys go to L.A., hit up a club, fucking fucking kill four or five guys hit up New York, uh, Salt Lake City, Miami, fuck, fuck, the United States fucking go to go to England. Well, because England is like the shit, the shit it is like you. You could be super filthy in, 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 in these places in Europe and, and people don't give a fuck. They they will and and so these so every time they intro like this this next comic from Houston from that intro has to be heard like all over the world and that's how that's how like we revamp bro that's how like we could get Houston to blow up I agree I agree man I agree bro we need whenever we need some road dogs that's what I'm talking about some road dogs to come out. As a pack, man, and fucking terrorize some of these scenes. But especially when LA comes back, I, I definitely want to hit up Austin, you know. Um, definitely been planning for that. I feel like I could definitely, I have a solid 20 now, right? Which I could uh, for sure get a spot or feature with, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I really need, I think, man, I think I really need about two more months to establish my shows here in Houston. So whenever I go there, I have something to offer, man. You know what I mean? Like you have to play this, you have to play this shit right, bro. But I totally fucking agree, dude. And every time I talk about that, it gets me excited because I want to fucking be out there do, uh, doing some road gigs. You know what I mean? Uh, and eventually quit my fucking uh, side jobs. Drop them yeah. bitches like side bitches. Another thing, another thing we got to do, bro, is we got to have each other's backs. Cause that's what comedy is. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a family. Like you hear stories like Patrice O'Neill. It wasn't just Patrice O'Neill. The group he was coming up with, Kevin Hart, Rich Voss, Bob Kelly, Bill Burr was was in was in that area, uh, too. And like now he's like the biggest, the biggest guy on, uh, in Earth, on Earth, man. He's the funniest man on, on the planet. Uh, Joey Diaz was also up there. Um, and like you hear stories like ah man like uh, I I got kicked out of my my I, I got evicted uh, uh Bob Kelly took me in or or yeah I I had I had to sleep in my car and and, and Louis CK let me stay at his house like we that's and that sense of family bro every we got to have each other's backs cuz that cuz we Definitely. we're all trying to we're all trying to grow together so like if you ever needed like a place to stay near and 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 like we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. Like, hit me up. I'll let you crash on on my couch or, or whatever. Uh, you need what you need? Food for the night? I got you. That, like yeah, we all got Houston, it. Like that's how we. Yeah, yeah. These Houston comics are tight, man. And once you're in, you're in, bro. And also, these Houston comics are fucking plotting, bro. We're plotting, dude. We're plotting our world takeover, man. 
I'm telling you, because we we know we're fucking, we know we're savage. We know we got it, dog. We know we got it here, dude. We got it. It's harder to fucking do comedy here. I've seen people uh, from all over the world come to Houston and bomb, dude. Especially if this if the audience isn't catered to them, bro. You know what I mean? Like Houston, it's it's savage. It's, it's the wild land. It's kind of like um, I feel like he, Houston is in the verge of opening up them floodgates, baby. It's gonna be like Noah's Ark, dog. It's just gonna be Houston comics up in that in that pedestal, man. So it's I'm definitely I'm definitely plotting something for myself. You know, at the end of the day, like we do have each other's backs. But you fucking really push towards that person that's actually working into building more uh, opportunity for the scene, right? Doing good and working and working as well, and also uh, pushing in, into different territories. You know what I mean? I, I really like seeing that. So I feel like I feel like right now the th- third year has actually been my hardest, dude, especially because of quarantine, man. Uh, but February 1st was my third year anniversary. And I think um, I think past past, I think the fourth year when shit opens up, man, there should definitely be more opportunities for all of us. Bro. For sure. For sure. But you do you have any other uh any other questions, G, or anything like that, or anything you want to fucking get hyped about? Nah, bro, like, before we wrap this up, like, I just wanted to ask you, bro, like, what, what do you think is one thing we could do, like, to, to, to keep this shit, this train rolling until, because uh, I, I see, like, some something big that's there, bro, that the, the, the world has to see. So, like, I, I'm asking you, how do we keep this train rolling? Like, what, because you have more clout in the game than I do in, in Houston, bro. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like, this dude, uh, Pancho Claus, like, changed my life, because I, I follow him on Instagram, and, like, Oh man, like all the open mics. Oh my god, like all these open mics. I can't find. I can't Google this shit. And he's posting all these open mic here, open uh uh Ruds. Bro, uh, you need to follow. You need to follow uh Houston Comedy Stage Time on Facebook, man. Houston man, Comedy a... Stage Time. And follow that... that shit. Get in the scene. If you have something funny, if you got something to prove. And, and you feel it feel it inside you that this is some shit you want to do and you like to do, no matter how many years it takes, get your ass towards these open mics, man. And you be that person to uh, work on yourself and eventually get to the point where you can offer people opportunities and you're seen, dude. That's what the fuck we have to do in order to keep this shit going in Houston, man. And uh, at the end of the day, dude, it's, no matter what happens on stage that day, uh, take it one day at a time, bro. Wake up the next day. It's a clean slate. Fuck that racial ambiguous bitch that made me mad yesterday, bro. I got a mic to do on Sunday. I'm planning for that mic. Bring my new shit. New audience. Even if that same bitch is there. We call her out after the show. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we still hold grudges, but it's a clean slate. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So we're gonna be. Uh, so I'm gonna be at the uh, uh, Liberty, uh, Liberty Station uh, this Sunday. Hopefully they they come. They email me back with the list. Uh, uh, yeah. What you? Uh, where, where are you gonna be this Sunday? Definitely Liberty Station too, man. So I, I all right. Co-host that mic with Joe Escobar and Jamal Rahal, and we throw a monthly showcase there every Thursday. I got something next month, 516th, uh, My Bar, which is another spot in Houston. 
not gonna be guest hosting. And I'm trying to put up a Cinco de Mayo show, bro. And just to let you know that I'm plotting shit too. So, anyways, man, thank thanks so much for having me. And oh, real quick, bro. I wanted to ask you this because I kept looking at you. Why is, is the name of the podcast Against the Family? You ever seen the, the Godfather? I mean, yeah, I've seen the Godfather. Yeah, there's that scene where Fredo uh, takes the side of another another dude and and uh and uh, uh Michael looks at him and says, uh, Fredo, you're my brother and I love you, but don't you ever take sides with anyone against the family again. So that's where, where the shit came from. Ah, uh, damn! I, and that I shit maybe, spoke to me. I don't know if if uh, you had like actual beef with your family or something, or you were going through <laughs> something, and you were like, you this know what? This ain't no self uh, Latino hate, self hating Latino shit. <laughs> I'm proud of. I love my family, but uh, you know, All right, man, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to see that news article tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> against the family, fucking hey. shot up. <laughs> these motherfuckers and i'm like oh damn i just did a podcast with him fuck i'm hopefully, good bro i'm good i'm good hopefully man. hopefully right. he didn't post that shit but anyways i appreciate you having me on man all right that's and because we only got a half hour bro we got to do this again uh and, and do a full hour uh anytime Definitely, bro man. oh for sure